0: And I am excited to bring you today a very fun interview that we did with Maria Vandenberg, who is the author of our new community course, 30 Days of Authenticity, that just launched today, which was inspired by her book, Crown Jewels, the Akasha Records, book one, which was also launched today. And so we all hopped on the call and got to ask Maria questions and hear about her creative process and how this all came to be. So if you'd like to learn more about the course and her book, you can find links in the description. And without further ado, here is our conversation with Maria Vandenberg. Enjoy.
1: Okay, thank you all so much for showing up to support Maria in this exciting this exciting launch of her first book um, and her course, also launched today as well, which we'll explore a bit towards the end. <clears throat> um, I would just like to take some breaths with y'all. There's a lot of like buzzing and excitement. It'd be cool to just kind of like sync up on the same page. So if you don't mind, we will spend just a few minutes um, with a short little meditation. So, just to kind of loosen up and soften the body and sense your intention for being here. And um, we'll just feel the quality of presence of this exciting time that we're in. So, Go ahead and just kind of like cozy down into your seat, into your feet. I invite you to sense what it means to you to arrive into this presence. You may take a few long, deep breaths. Just feel the movement of the breath. Collecting your intention, your attention. And letting the breath just resume in a natural rhythm. Let your senses be awake. So you're listening to the sounds around you. listening inward so that you're listening to and feeling the body. As you do, you might notice the places that you might want to let go of a little bit. Maybe there's some loosening and softening in your shoulders. You can soften your hands, relax down through the belly. You can feel the breath deep in your torso. Just become aware of sensations throughout your body. Listening to and feeling the whole moment. Gently bringing your attention to the area around your heart. So you can feel the heart. Whatever mood is there, is here. sensing your intention for being here to support Maria to explore authenticity and sensing now the quality of presence that's right here. noticing the difference right now and perhaps when you first arrived, that there's more of that quality of here-ness, more of an awake heart. As you feel ready to open the eyes Please do. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm so honored. (laughs) Maria, thank you for inviting me to celebrate this exciting moment with you and with everyone else. Um, I've been jamming on with Maria for a while now. I would say it's been about three years in different ways and the whole journey has been so beautiful to witness it all unfold and just to reflect back and just see the journey of how things have gone and just the different seeds that inspired different things and and ha- and just been able to witness Maria mold everything into and just let it all kind of flow through and it's just been such a beautiful thing to witness, and so today we're just gonna take some time to um, hear more from her about her writing process, her book, what that whole journey looked like for her. And so, um, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of like an author interview of sorts so that we can learn more about Maria and um, this book, Crown Jewels. Um, the first book of, <laughs> I'll just say many. <laughs> <laughs> it's Definitely not the, the, the one and only. So Maria, what's up? How are you feeling right now?
2: Uh, I'm still nervous. I was hoping that the guided meditation would like just make all the nerves go away, um, <laughs> but it didn't. But I'm feeling good i um, excited, grateful that you're here, Matt, but also that each and every single one of you on the call is here too. Um, I think it's important that I, like when I, we were doing that meditation, my intention was to slow down uh, and I don't do that enough. Um, and so I think it's important to do that and to be here and to be present. So I'm nervous, but I'm good and I'm excited and I'm grateful. I think is a good way to phrase it.
1: Mm. Nice. Love that. With the work that we do with Intention Inspired, for any of you who don't know, they are fun sessions meant to inspire you into a certain intention. And so each day starts with I am and then whatever the intention is for the day. And, well, for example, I'll just share with you a few of the intentions that Maria chose for her course 30 days of authenticity starting with conscious loved powerful compassionate open forgiving reflecting aware and the wonderful intentions continue for 30 days so Maria to get to know you to get to know you a little bit more how would you finish that I am Who are
2: you? Oh man, that's a loaded question. (laughs) So just FYI, everybody on the call, I'm a total planner by nature and I deliberately asked Matt to to give me some interview questions and that was not one of them. Um, And and of course, this is the one that he starts it off with. Um, But I don't know, there's so many different levels that I could answer that question. Um, I'm just going to say, I'm going to stick with my last answer and say, I'm grateful and just leave it to how I'm feeling in the current moment.
1: Love it. Beautiful. I feel that. Also grateful. This is exciting. Um, all right, let's flip back a little bit. Childhood Maria. What did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Um, also to everybody else on the call, if you guys have questions too, or if you have anything that you wanna say, this is meant to be interactive, not just necessarily Matt and I talking. What are you doing, mommy? Do you type it into the chat? Cause I don't understand what your hand language means. Um, but if you guys like raise your hand or type in the chat or something, it's not just meant to be just Matt and I, like I, I wanna hear from all of you um okay so as a child what did i want to be as a child when i was really little my original dream was to be an actress actually i wanted to be actually a triple threat i wanted to be a singer dancer and actress um and i was super passionate about it um i did all kinds of um performances both just like my best friends and i in the playground across the street um to actual like school plays and choirs and things along those lines so my original childhood dream was to um was to act to be a performer and now it's kind of just shifted into a different context so
1: so when did you realize that you wanted to embrace your creative writing and become an author
2: um so that um sorry i'm getting the text here uh, Writing for me wasn't ever really, like when I was little, I loved to do it, but it was more so something that I did for fun. Um, Not ever really anything that I thought was going to be my career. Um, Or did I ever really, yeah, it was more something that I did for fun. So like every single, my mom will remember this, every single Easter, Christmas, and her birthday, I would write um, from, like, the age of, like, five or something like that. I would write newspapers, like, like, fantasy, like, I'd take the news stories of the world and I'd make us these this billionaire people called the Vandenbergs or something, and then I would write various, like, articles. Um, and I think that was what started it all. Um, and then in terms of actually wanting to pursue it as a means of not just for me but to publish for others. Um, that gradually evolved within the last three years actually. Um, for a long time I was telling myself that I wasn't a writer, like from teenage years probably until mid-20s. Um, I was convincing myself that I wasn't, yeah, that I couldn't do it, that I wasn't good at it, et cetera. Et cetera. And then I started using writing as a form of my own healing And through that, it shifted for me. Um, Through actually intentionally using it um, to sort of work through my own things, um, shifted my perspective on writing because then it became, well, if I can do this to help myself, maybe if I tell my story um, or a story or whatever is alive in me, um, it might be able to help others. So that was kind of like a conscious shift in. My thirties, actually. So, childhood for fun, just for fun. Um, teenage, in my twenties, I like ran away from it, and then now I'm, and now I'm embracing it. So, wow,
1: that's beautiful. That's sweet. And so, what was the inspiration for Crown Jewels?
2: Uh, so Crown Jewels, I was trying, to, I was thinking back on this yesterday. So for anyone that doesn't know, my very first book is called Crown Jewels, The Acacia Record, book one. It's going to be a trilogy series, and the very first one was published today. This moment, available now. Um, And what inspired it, I, I don't remember really how I sat down to start it. But what I do remember is I was working on Crown Jewels and then 30 Days of Authenticity which Matt has just referenced, it's also, so today my very first book is published and my very first course is being launched. And originally they were two separate pieces of work. 30 Days of Authenticity was something I was developing for me as well as for um, a project for my MBA program. And then Crown Jewels, I just, I yeah, I really wish I could remember why I started it, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, this would be fun to write I think Acacia just appeared one night, actually, to be fair. And I was like, okay, I'll start, I'll start writing your story. Um, but what I do remember happening was when the two were linked. So I think Matt and I were working together on the development of 30 Days of Authenticity. And he asked me to think about what type of character do I want to have represent the course And so that night I like meditated on it and Acacia who's the main character in the first book came to mind, but she wasn't by herself. She had, um, a shadow and, um, and thus Esmeralda, her dragon came to life. And the minute that Acacia and her shadow emerged, when I was thinking about meditating on what did I want, to represent, what character did I want to represent 30 Days of Authenticity? Like both projects, I think I was like a, 10 days in. I think I was like, no, like two or three days in to so 30 Days of Authenticity and like 10 chapters out of like 80 um, in the first book. And the minute that the two were linked together, like they both just kind of like exploded because there was like a centralized theme now between them both. Um, and yeah, so then it just sort of went from there. They flooded on from there.
1: Flooded on, nice. Um, Jeanette has a question. Um, she wants to know if there was a time where you felt the book, in the book, the characters were in control instead of you.
2: Yeah, I feel that all the time. Like, it's like, I'll sit down with, cause I'm writing book two right now. I paused for a little bit, but I'm still working on it when I can. Um, And it's like, I'm not really in control of the novel. The characters totally are like, I'll have an idea in my head of where I think things will be going, Um, but all of a sudden it'll shift. Like case in point, like I said, I was writing book two and all of a sudden there's a new character named King. I think my mom helped me name him. Aerof, I think was what we decided. And he's a gypsy king. I had no idea that there was gonna be a gypsy king in book two of Crown Jewels, but all of a sudden there is, um, she's doing something, I
1: can't tell what she's doing.
2: Um, But yeah, so to answer that question, yes. Like, but that's also really fun for me, not knowing because I am such a control freak and I am such a planner. So it's nice when I get behind the computer and I start writing where it's like, I just let the story come through me and the characters come through me and they actually end up teaching me, you know, through showing up as themselves, which sounds a little weird because I know I'm the one that's creating it. Um, but really, it's the characters that are telling the story. And like, I don't even know. So like, book one is the Acacia records, book two is the Royal Heart and book three is I think it's going to called I don't know what it's going to be called yet. But that's when they the two main characters, Acacia and Tariq, fulfill their destiny to bridge the divide that exists between the world of light and dark. And I don't even know what that means yet, you know, because I'm not too, but bo- I mean, I have some idea. I shouldn't say that. I have some idea what it means, but, um, but I haven't gotten to the space of being able to write book three yet and really have that sort of mold and shift and come to life.
1: Hmm. So what was one of the most surprising things that you learned about yourself in writing Crown Jewels?
2: Um, I think it was... The intentional, because I got a lot more intentional with it towards the end once I realized um, what my theme, once the two pieces of work were linked. Um, And I think it's two things. It's number one, like I've been journaling my entire life, really. I've read diaries for myself when I was like seven and they make absolutely no sense, but I was still journaling at the age of like seven. Um, And so I've always really used writing to help process my emotions and my feelings Um, But with Crown Jewels, it was cool because it was like, I was writing the story that I wanted to be living, as well as um, I was using the practice for my own healing. Uh, And that's even more evidence in book two. Um, And I think that's always how my writing's gonna be. So as I grow and develop, so will my writing. Um, So it's like I'm using it to craft the reality I want to be in and live in, as well as to heal and integrate the parts of myself that I need to, that I haven't previously loved or paid attention to.
1: Mm, Beautiful. Brooke has a question. Maria, did your personal life and or your travels abroad influence any aspects of your book in any way?
2: Hi, Brooke. I love this question. So I met Brooke when I was traveling in Spain um, last summer. She was one of my roommates in a hostel in Cordova. Um, Yes, it totally does. Um, I would say, I mean, even just last month, um, so we were doing, Amy's on the call, Amy Leo. Um, We were doing 30 Days of Love written by her. Uh, last month, and I had like a million and two ahas. I felt like every single day I had a different like epiphany moment. And I used that, like I'd already written the story, and the story still remained the same. Um, Like overall, the same themes, same characters, same actions, same events. But I could translate some of my own experiences um, and add a little bit more depth to the character's thoughts and feelings and emotions um, through some of the moments that I had within 30 days of love. And that happens all the time. But it's like a caveat because I'm constantly growing and developing and changing and evolving and it's like I want to catch up my characters to like where I'm at now and like no but Acacia should be thinking this way or like oh but this and that should happen and it's like I can't always do that you know I can't always mold my writing to everything that I have and am personally experiencing at some point I have to have the cutoff line You know, but to answer that question, yes, constantly, all the time. And if not the current book, then future books. Like, for example, I went to Egypt in September. um, And while I was in one of the temples, Isis's temple, I actually got really, we were doing a morning meditation, sunrise meditation there. And I got insanely inspired for what I'm going to be writing following Crown Jewels, which I've been calling the Dark Goddess series. So it's like it happens all the time. If not my current piece of writing, um, it will be inspiration or something that I will be writing in the future.
1: Nice, nice. And Megan asks, would you say any characters resemble people in your actual life?
2: Yeah, almost all of them, but they're me. That's what I didn't realize. Like originally, I thought they were other people. Like I've always identified super strongly with Acacia. I was like, oh, it's me. I'm Acacia, duh. And like, this person is this person, and this person is this person. And As I dived into it more, I'm like, no, they're actually facets. Every single one of the characters is a different facet of myself. Do I resemble every single part of all of their actions? Like, there's a murderer in there. Like, no. Um, But like, they're driving motivations. um, And like, yeah they're driving motivations i can I can see and i again it's the it's the act of weaving my own life into the story um so to answer that question, yes, but it's all mm. of them um in some but in different ways and in different aspects
1: mm. man as an outdoor adventure enthusiast, I follow a lot of people who are just like breaking all the records, climbing the highest mountains, doing just the most insane human feats and of course well not of course but more commonly afterwards they write a book about the experience and in listening to interviews like this about their experience they're like writing the book was the was way way harder than climbing the highest mountain in every continent in world record time (laughs) so kind of reflecting on that gia has a question Was it scary or challenging to write your first book and get it published, or did it flow with ease? Um,
2: That's twofold. So the writing of it was actually like, I loved it. I loved it. But that's because I set my planning, need to control, need to map out every single detail of my life, nature aside and just let the novel come through, you know? And it's like, I deliberately wouldn't go back and edit. Like I'm doing that with book two right now. It's like, I'm trying to finish book two, but I'm not allowing myself to go back and edit the f- first half of it that I've written because I want the rest of the book to come through. So the actual writing process was completely effortless. Well, not completely. There were moments I didn't want to write and I would like, I, consistency is key. I would make myself like write a chapter every single day. The challenging part for me though, was everything that happened after the first pass. So it was like, this is my first time, you know, publishing a book. And it was, do I go the traditional publishing route? Do I find a, do I do a hybrid um, publi- or an indie publisher? Do I publish myself? to so trying to navigate all of that stuff um, as well. So the actual publishing piece of it, as well as editing like that is honestly the hardest part for me is the editing because I do have this perfectionist. I've named her Bianca. We'll be talking about her soon. Um, I have this perfectionist nature that lives within me that like was constantly and is constantly, you know, telling me that there's a typo on page 242 and I should have hired a final copy editor, even though it's been edited 7 million times. And, um, So it was the editing process. And the other part about that is it's your baby. You know, like when you're writing, it's literally like your baby. And then I had a developmental editor and two different editors I worked with after the first developmental editor is somebody who comes in and doesn't do the like spelling and grammatical things, but does the overarching like um you're not your characters like basically there's not enough conflict like your character nobody can really t- it's in your mind but not in the pages of the book etc cetera, etc cetera. like they give you overarching themes to help you craft the actual book itself rather than the uh, there's a this needs to have a period and a comma um but it's your baby and so when these people come back with like criticisms to your baby it's hard um, so you have to, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with your bruised ego, um, and realizing that first pass of the very first novel isn't going to be, you know, perfect. There's, there needs to be changes to it. So the editing pro- like the writing took about six months, like to write the book, the editing of it took about a year and a half. Um, and even now present moment, I'm still, I could be editing that book, now like I could be editing it for the rest of my life in all honesty I had to reach a point where I got to a state of acceptance of it being perfectly imperfect um to then release it to the world
1: Mm, what a process Rue asks how did you find time to write a book do an (laughs) MBA write a course (laughs) do your job and all the other things
2: yeah I don't know I don't know, um, in all <laughs> honesty. Uh, I'm kind of doing it now, too. Um, but I'm not in the MBA, although I am starting an inner MBA in the fall. Um, I, I think it was just being really intentional with my time. So my evenings and my weekends were typically devoted. So I was working 40 hours a week. And so then my evenings were almost always devoted to my MBA program. Um, so it was literally... Um, but 30 Days of Authenticity was weaved into that. Like it actually ended up being um, my final dissertation for my MBA program, part of it anyways. Um, so it was making a commitment basically. Like with the book, I, I allocated, I basically said, I don't care what time of day it is, but I will write one chapter every single day. And my chapters aren't long. It's a young adult novel. Um, so each of them are about... a a page and a half, two pages, so that wasn't completely unrealistic for me to do, Um, so it was just making a point to actually do that every single day, um, write one chapter, and then I, again, wouldn't allow myself to edit it. It was literally write and keep going, write and keep going, write and keep going, and that was how the first pass came to be.
1: Awesome. Whoa, that's awesome. I'm curious, just with the creative process, and you've spoke to it a little bit of just kind of letting it flow through you. Oh, that sounds so ideal to always be in that space. <laughs> Was there anything else outside of the consistency that you, um, you gave yourself to approach your writing? Was there anything else like that helped you drop into that space?
2: Um, No, because I really used the writing to drop into that space. Like it became my form of meditation or my form of connecting in. Um, And it was good because if I was ever really pissed or like angry or upset or whatever, like I just go to the novel and it would come out in one of the characters, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was like um, I used the physical act of writing to get me into the, the moment and, you know, express whatever I felt like I needed to express at the time
1: nice beautiful cool let's dive into the book a little bit you can get it everyone it's on amazon um okay jess asks did you do any research for the time and place where the story is set
2: no <laughs> which i know i shouldn't <laughs> answer that i should <laughs> say yes i totally did um but no i didn't and I didn't even know it was going to be set in Gibraltar. So it's kind of, actually, to be fair, it's set in Gibraltar. And then it's also set in ancient Egypt. Um, there are two physical locations within the novel. Um, and it mainly came from my imagination. And the world that they live in is Earth. Um, but part of the reason why I didn't do, I mean, I Googled Gibraltar to make sure that I, you know, got a few of the, ter- so, okay. To be fair, I did do a little bit of research, a little bit, um, but 99% of it came from my imagination. Um, and the reason why I didn't dive too much into making sure that it was factually significant is because it's my own world that I've created within this novel.
1: Ooh, okay, so you can step into the elevator with someone. <clears throat> they hear you chatting about a book, you have 11 floors to give them the download of what the book is about.
2: Yeah. I've done this before, actually. So, okay. Yeah. That doesn't count. That little me rambling right there doesn't count. Um, so, Crown Jewels, The Acacia Records revolves around the concept that every single human being has a shadow, but they're not bad. Um, there are subconscious made manifest in the form of an animal. And through working with them, we can learn to love and embrace all of who they are, all of who we are. They help us to uncover our limiting beliefs and really just learn to, to really deeply love ourselves. Um, and so the first book centers around Acacia. She has a shadow um, named Esmeralda, who's a dragon. And so the first book is about her meeting her own shadow uncomfortable when you first meet your shadow learning to love and embrace her. Um, She meets and falls in love with Tariq. Um, He has his own shadow named Leo the lion. Um, The two of them realize that they have this destiny not just to come together but to bridge the divide that exists between the world of light and dark. Uh, That's book three. Um, And so through working with their Their shadows, they manifest the crown jewels, which can only be used by the two of the royal heart. That's book two. Um, So the first book is about Akashian Tariq, embracing their shadows, manifesting the crown jewels, and then deciding if they're gonna be brave enough to go on their mission, even though they don't know what their mission actually is. Um, And then spoiler alert, they do, uh, and they travel through time and space to ancient Egypt. And then book two begins in ancient Egypt. Nice. And that's my spiel. Then, then I'll go into 30 Days of Authenticity, which is um, the, the part that I'm most, and actually it's true, like the part that I'm most excited about with this novel is that there's a practical application. So the whole vision behind it is somebody reads it, they get inspired, they want to get to know their own shadow. They're like, how do I do that? And then you have 30 Days of Authenticity which isn't like me saying, here's my dragon Esmeralda. It's me um, showing up and sharing my life and sharing uh, just various tips and tricks and tools that I've used that have helped me um, to uncover my own limiting beliefs and learn to love and embrace all of who I am.
1: Beautiful. Um, Albania, Albania, sorry.
2: Albania. Albania. Oh my God, I don't know where you are, but hi, I love you.
1: She asks, do you have a favorite passage of the book?
2: Um, I have favorite moments of the book, um, which is also weaved into uh, 30 Days of Authenticity. So every single day of 30 Days of Authenticity has what I call an Acacia record, um, which is a snippet of the book. Cause the idea is that Crown Jewels is the heroine's or hero's journey of 30 Days of Authenticity. So every day I link the intention um, and the activity that we're moving through with 30 Days of Authenticity to a passage from the book. So I guess I could technically say I have about 30 of them.
1: (laughs) I guess that answer will just have to suffice. (laughs) So, um, hmm. No more spoilers, Megan says. Okay, I won't suss (laughs) anymore out. (laughs) So when you share about yourself and your work, you often say that your work is about coming to terms with who you are and stepping confidently into your own skin and living in your authenticity, knowing that you are enough just as you are. First of all, Amen. That's beautiful. Was there an aha moment that sparked this realization for you?
2: Um, There was, and it was through my MBA program, but I can't remember what I had to do. Oh, was it 30 days of authenticity? I think it was. No, it was, okay, I had to do a, um, I remember now. I had to do, for my final dissertation paper, I needed to do um, what they call an action research proposal. So I knew that the leadership style that I identified most with was an authentic leader, and I had to write a paper about what that meant to me. Um, And so as part of that paper, I needed to... um, really dive into what my values and like my core beliefs were. And it's funny because I started um, my website just Maria like three years ago. Um, and Matt just read the, the vision mission statement of my website, well, and of me. Um, and what was great about doing that paper was I then realized that that was, that was like not just my website, but like my life's work, my life's path. Um, So it evolved from it just being like the slogan on my website to really the slogan of my identity Um, and what I hope people gain, not just from my work, but also within themselves as well, because all of my work is not about look how awesome and amazing I am. It's more so about I'm willing to show up and share all of me, Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hard, the sad, the happy, like all of it in the hope that you realize that you're not alone and that um it's okay to have these emotions and experience these things but ultimately like it doesn't um ultimately we are all enough you know just as we are so it was cool to to extend the vision of my website to the vision of my work um and and mission and purpose and path in life um and that came through diving deeper within the context of a paper within my MBA program, which then also ended up birthing um, 30 Days of Authenticity.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, to suss a little more of that out, Cam asks, what would you want the reader to take away from reading the book?
2: Um, I mean, it's the whole central theme about the shadow, right? Like we all do have shadows, um, but they're not necessarily bad. I think there's a, a huge misperception in society or in the spiritual realm that um, shadows are scary and bad and horrible. um, Is it comfortable to work with the parts of yourself that you've been repressing and ignoring or not conscious of? No. Um, but can it be a really healing and therapeutic process to shine some light into them and integrate them and learn to love them? Like I'm learning to love Bianca, my perfectionist, who keeps reminding me that there's a typo on page 242 of Crown Jewels Book One, you know, like I'm learning to love her. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of what I hope everybody takes is that shadows are a part of us and um, they're... Um, our unconscious is like, you know, we can either be conscious of them or not conscious of them. And they kind of run and control a lot of the way we think, see, think or feel in life. And so working with them, I think is key um, to learn to really love ourselves on a deeper level than we do currently.
1: Mm. Nice. Yes. Um, We just have a few more questions. Luliana asks, do you feel vulnerable that parts of you are out there? And if yes, how do you deal with this vulnerability?
2: Totally, 100%. This is really surfacing, um, not with, well, it is with with uh, the Acacia records, but more so with 30 Days of Authenticity. Um, because literally that's like, here I am world, like <laughs> here's Maria. Um, and that's insanely scary for me because, um, you know, I'm not really hiding. I'm really sort of expressing exactly how I'm feeling. And it's nerve wracking. Like, you know, what if people don't, you know, like, what if it doesn't resonate or, you know, like, what if it's not received? Um, So, so yeah, uh, as to, so do I feel vulnerable? 100%. Absolutely. How am I dealing with it? I'm staying with it. I'm not running away. I'm being willing to um, continue to show up and share. And I set that as my intention actually with 30 days, moving through 30 days of authenticity, this will be my third time. First time was when I wrote the course, second time was last summer when I recorded the videos to go with the course and now I'm gonna move through it third time with everybody else. Um, But I'm using that space to really sort of make the commitment to myself to stay in the vulnerability Um, there's a Renee Brown quote about, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's something to do with like, it's our, it's our greatest courage, you know, like, um, it allows us to come into more connection with ourselves, but also to deepen our relationships with others. So as to how I deal with it, it's just being willing to stay in the uncomfortable and, um, and really tune into my heart and voice, and say what I feel like needs to be, to, to be said and expressed.
1: Hmm. Jeanette asks, any advice for anyone writing a book? And I would append to that just in um, what you just shared and also any advice for anyone who just wants to share whatever they're working on, whatever their gifts are that might be a little vulnerable for them in whatever way that looks like to share it via, via book or a course or
2: anything else? Yeah, I would just say, um, keep going, keep going. Um, that I think we can all get in our own way. And, um, you know, like I think for me, it was the consistency and practice and really making the commitment, like every single day um, to create basically Um, Was number one, but then like also um, Believing that the world needs Whatever it is that's within you waiting to be said or expressed or created um, That really helped me I ended up doing I how I started writing like actually Physically writing like a book was I did National Novel Writers Month. My mother told me about it actually um, not last year, but the year before, so two years ago, and that's basically like where you, where the month of November, you write fifty thousand words, um, and I wrote just Maria. And originally, I was like, "This is gonna be a best selling novel, and I'm gonna like, publish this." And then when I was done, I was like, "No, this novel is just for me." But what I loved about it was that got me in the habit of writing a book. It helped me to realize I could write a book and national novel writer's slogan is the world needs your story. Um and I think that there were two things there that helped me when I was in my moments of what am I doing? Like I don't know what I'm doing. Why do I feel like I can be an author or I can be a writer. I'm not a writer. Like what is this? You know, those moments of fear and doubt that everybody experiences. It was number one, committing myself and staying with the writing, even when I had those moments of fear and doubt, as well as shifting my perspective to really believe that the world does need my story and it needs your story, however it shows up. Um, so it was those two pieces, consistency and belief.
1: Drop that mic. All right. Um, is there anything else in regards to your course or your book that you'd just like to share? Um,
2: oh gosh. Uh. Well, I mean, I've referenced 30 Days of Authenticity quite a few times. I think most of you guys know about it. Um, If you don't, it kicks off today on Intention Inspired. And I would love, love, love to have you guys there. Um, And then with the book, I think the only other thing is that it's just the start. It's just the beginning. Um, I'm currently working through book two. I feel like I'm not really going to have a ton of time to devote to it until post 30 Days of Authenticity. Um, but my goal is to really dive back into it in September um, to try to get it edited and ready for the world, if not next year. Well, now I'd really like to get it published at some point next year. So there'll be book two next year. Book three, I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, but book two will also have a practical application. So book two, Acacia and Tariq, they're together at this point but they have to separate because um, they need to realize what it means to be whole outside of the context of the other. Um, So they go to the underworld and they have all sorts of adventures. Um, And I won't give any spoilers, Megan, Um, but it will also have a practical, it will have seven days of wholeness. And it's great because with, with crown jewels, it was like 10 chapters in, I realized the practical, I realized 30 days of authenticity was linked to it. Whereas now when I'm writing book two, I knew from the get go that there was going to be um, a practical application. So I'm more able to really like whatever I have occasion to re- do in the underworld, I'm writing into seven days of wholeness for us to do uh, physically on the planet as well. So um, so just know that there's more to come, that Crown Jewels book one is just the start and there will be two more um, books within the Crown Jewels series. And then- I'll write the Dark Goddess series, which emerged when I was in Egypt um, last year.
1: Goodie. So for those who might not know how to connect with you, I know you have uh, your website out there, justmariakv.com. Is there any other ways that you'd invite people to explore more of your work or just connect with you in general?
2: Yeah, um, I'm on Facebook as well, Maria Vandenberg, and I'm on Instagram, Maria KV86, I think is my Instagram name. Um, Those are the two social media platforms I tend to use the most. Um, And then I'm always on Intention Inspired. Um, It's where we'll be hosting 30 Days of Authenticity this month. Um, but I'm pretty active voice in that community as well. So Facebook, Instagram, and Intention Inspired.
1: Awesome. Well, I dropped a link in the chat <clears throat> for everyone who um, wants to see what the 30 Days of Authenticity course is all about. It started today. It will be released um, throughout the month, and so we would love for you to join us. It's a, it's going to be quite a journey. Again, I've had the honor to help with little pieces of the course and have gotten tastes but haven't got to go through the course myself and sincerely really excited to to explore my shadowy self and just blossom in a whole new way so I'm really excited and um, yeah congratulations you're getting so much love from all these beautiful people I just gotta say (laughs) I don't know if you're tune in to, to the comments. But, yeah, I have um, it open, yeah. Yeah, lots of loves coming your way. So thank you, Maria, so much for just the time and energy and the creative flow that you've allowed through to create these fun things to, for other people to engage in and uh, get to know themselves a little more and kind of like spark some other things within each of us. So thank you.
2: Of course. The only other thing, too, I would say about 30 Days of Authenticity before we wrap is it's not all shadowy and scary. There are moments of fun and joy. So um, every single week, there is a different focus. The first week is about how we think about things. I literally just posted my reflections on I am conscious, day one, um, right before this call. Uh, So the first week is about how we think about things. The second week is about our shadows. Um, the third week is about getting visionary. So if we could be, do, have anything we wanted in the world, what would that look like? And um, We spend the whole week sort of mapping that out. And the other cool piece about this is um, Intention Inspired has a bunch of different groups. So um, Marva, who is I think on this call somewhere, she has a group called A Life Creating. And once a month we do projects for the soul um and we're going to actually be able to incorporate our art project with 30 days of authenticity because we'll be making stamps and stencils this month and when we're getting visionary about our future we'll be creating um a vision board or a journal page that relates to that um so that's really kind of cool and then the fourth week is that we've gotten visionary about the future um now what's holding us back from stepping into that vision um so we we spend some time looking at that. And then the final two days, I'm not telling anybody about because they're magical and wonderful. So I uh, just know that um, that 30 days of authenticity isn't all um, hard. There are moments of beauty and fun and joy um, within it. And even the hard moments are fun and beautiful as well. So.
1: Nice, nice. Um, you, Emily Lou, asked if you could talk a little about, a little bit about the structure, <clears throat> which you did kind of week by week. Do you mind if I share my screen real quick, just to give like a snapshot of the no, course no, no, no. itself? Okay, sweet. Share my screen. All right, can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Cool, great. So again, the courses pay as you wish, so there won't be any sort of payment w- wall to be able to access it. You can get in for free and explore it and see if it's right for you. And so this is what you will see right away. Um, There's two main components to the course, which is the course material itself, where each day we focus on an intention and I will just quickly sneak peek through a day. So there's a wonderful video of Maria sharing about the intention and why we're exploring that intention and what to expect in today's session. And then within each intention, there are different inspirations to just kind of deepen that intention in different ways. So there's an affirmation, authentic challenge, the authentic moment of clarity, which Maria spoke to a little bit. And in each one of these, there's just different kind of multimedia things, videos and um, writings more from more Maria. Um, we have yeah, yeah, the Acacia record, quote, journal prompt, and community conversation. And this is, for the most part, how each day is structured with the same elements. So there's a nice um, flow and routine to it. Um, And the community conversation piece is really fun because over here in the activity feed, this is where we just get to share about our own journey and see what other people are going through. Um, And yeah, so it's, it's like our own, private, safe, little um, social feed where we can just journey along with one another through the course, um, see what other people are going through. Um, looks like people are diving in, so that's pretty exciting. Um, so yeah. yeah of- it,
2: it's about a 15 minute um, a day commitment. I tend to do mine first thing in the morning because that way I can carry the intention with me the entire day. Um, So there's the intention, there's a short video for me, an intention, um, a challenge. So every single day I'm asking us to do something. The authentic moment of clarity is then me sharing what that looks like for me. So it'll be threefold. It was like when I wrote the course and then there's a video last summer about round 2.0 and then I'll also be sharing my own reflections 3.0. But the authentic moment of clarity is me working through whatever the Challenges that I'm asking us all to work through. Um, there's, again, um, to Albana's question about my book, there's um, a passage, an Acacia record in each one of the days as well, and then a final journal prompt. And the other piece there is we meet every Sunday too. So the first call is actually tomorrow um, at nine o'clock Pacific. Um, and that's not required, but that's just a really cool opportunity for us all to just gather as a community and share show up and share what's going on with us and our lives and how 30 days of authenticity um, is going.
1: Good stuff. Just checking the time for the first time. Looks like we're all in divine timing. Yeah. ready to wrap, wrap it up. Um, Any last bits of things before I just unmute everyone so we can all just shower you with more love.
2: Oh God, I gotta get, I gotta get used to receiving. This is going to be a challenge Challenge for me. (laughs) Um, All right, Ready,
1: everyone? <laughs> I'll give <laughs> I you a moment.
2: Say, I would just say thank you to each and every one of you on this call, whether I've met you or I haven't, or I, um, I'm just grateful. I appreciate everybody's time. Um, this really is a big moment for me, you know, and I just, I always move so quickly that I forget to slow down and celebrate the fact that I am now, and my first book is like sold out, like not only am I a published author, but my first book is sold out, like that's crazy to me, so (laughs) I'm just grateful, so thank you guys, each and every single one of you on this call, thank you for being here with me, I really, really appreciate it.
1: All right, everyone is unmuted or has the opportunity to, to be unmuted, and so, ah, yeah, Thank you, Maria. You this is so exciting. Ah, no, we got oh. click.
2: <laughs> so you guys need to unmute yourselves. <laughs> that,
1: that's it. That's it. Well done, Maria.
2: Yay, Maria. Congratulations. Maria. fabulous. Well done, honey. We love you. Oh,
1: so, <laughs> so excited for you.
2: I'm
1: so we're excited dead. for you. Yeah, Love I think very we much. are going to clap. Come on, let's clap her. I'm with you, All right, we're going to have
2: a clap. Yay, well done, Maria. Well
1: done, you, Maria.
2: Woo! <laughs> You're sold out, and you already have one used book on Amazon.
1: I just bought it. I I was like,
2: how is it used? It just launched today. Who read this and put it back on the market
1: already? (laughs) And on eBay. pretty on eBay from somebody. What? (laughs) Yep. That's awesome.
2: Super excited to read it. Thanks for no more spoilers. (laughs) Well, All right. I think that
1: that's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thank Thank you you all for joining.
2: See you tomorrow. Thank you, Maria. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye, Maria.